Hi, everybody. Once again, you're on the show, 103.5 FM WNHH. It's been a long day for me, but it's always good when I have Tony McClain in the studio oh, that means to talk sports. Get, that means it's going to get even longer now, right? <laughs> Hopefully not. Right. Hopefully it won't be that long. We'll be right. But Tony McClain is the editor emeritus of the Black Athlete Sports Network. BASN Newsroom. <laughs> it's, no, 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 it's cool. It's Was cool. I good? Yeah, Did yeah, I get yeah, close? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I didn't get close, so no, I just no, have to no, do... No, no, it was fine. Look. I did, I did good. Look, we've... Uh, we've been through this all year. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's I, I'm getting thing. there. I'm getting look, there. Look, hey, as long as you don't call me Roland Martin from News One, I'm good. <laughs> well, Roland's supposed to be coming back, so that may not be a bad thing. I, I, I don't want to... If I come back <laughs> if I come back in another life, I don't want to be Roland Martin. Matter of fact... I'm I'm pretty good. You're, you're I'm good a, the way I'm you are. A, I'm a, I'm a, let me just call a fair catch right now from where, where I'm at. So no, I, I want no part of Roland. I'm not going I'm not going to go out and teach um, Hillary Clinton the Dougie. No, I refuse to. Do that. Well, we're talking pol uh, not politics. We're talking sports. Well, you know, sometimes sports are intertwined with politics, right. as we know, especially over this past football season. But we're just really going to talk about. A couple of things. Mm -hmm. So, playoffs. Right. We've had them. And they're still, yeah, still got more. And we still got more. Two more games. Two more games, right? Two more games. And then that, uh, that, that, uh, I guess it's an important game in February. (laughs) Somewhere along the line. Has it been pushed to February? Oh, I don't think they've played that game in January. In In a long time, right? uh, I can't remember the last Super Bowl that was played in January. Maybe. Um, maybe under the Carter administration, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but yeah, it's, it's what second week in February, basically that first weekend. Yeah. The first it's the weekend, fifth, the fifth, it's, I think the date is the, either the fourth or the fifth. Okay. Online All right. and it's NBC's turn this year. Okay. Which means we'll get the new and improved Bob Costas. No, no, God, no. no. Well, well, we'll get him for it. That's way. If you watch the 18-hour pregame show, you'll get Bob Costas <laughs> and at halftime. But, um, and I, um, you know, um, Al Michaels, uh, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoya on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is, uh, I guess I just heard that um, apparently they're trying to sneak uh, Kendrick Lamar in there somewhere now because um, <laughs> Justin Timberlake is supposed to perform at the half. Right. Somebody else was supposed to do America the Beautiful. And so now they're sneaking Kendrick in yeah, some kind yeah, of way. Yeah, you know, it's you know, the, the NFL backtracks more than Deion Sanders. So, <laughs> you know. So, what is your prediction for the big game? Who do you think's going to make it to I the Super Bowl? I think it's already preordained that this is going that this is the uh, Patriots Invitational for the most part. <laughs> but I guess I don't know. I'm not a Patriots fan. I will admit that up front. That, make, that makes two of us. But They've been very, very good this season. But they've had injury? No, I mean, look. No, let's let's be honest. The Patriots haven't had 
a push to their dominance in the NFC in the AFC East since like forever. You know, yeah. the, the, yeah. the SAPs of Foxborough really haven't been pushed, I think. Mm-hmm. And to me, their last two titles were handed to them. My biggest, you know, I, I let's put it this way, for all the pay, people who just go crazy over the Patriots, I think there's also a bunch of us that are, you know, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like We Are the World when it first came out. I liked it the first 8,000 <laughs> times I heard it, but if I hear it one more time, I'm going to I'm, I'm choke the life out of some innocent person. And I think that's where a lot of people are at. Yeah, as with, far as with the, the Patriots the, and Brady. And see, and... Well, and, and see, also, my biggest complaint with them is just their, you know, and Patriots fans can take it for whatever way or whatever. Their legacy as compared to some of the other quote unquote dynasties before them, to mm-hmm. me, this one has always been, it's always been tainted, whether it was Spygate, whether it was the, a bunch of, a bunch of things. And see my, yeah. my thing. And, and also we see that even more this year, every time that there's a close call, it always goes, goes their, their way. way. And the next person that says, Oh, they're, you know, you know, luck is a residue of design. Uh, okay, let me kick you in the teeth and see if you're not going to be hurting the next day. But now we've we've heard this. We've also heard the, you know, so-called conspiracy theory, right? Sure, sure. That, you know, the NFL likes to keep the Patriots in it because people will watch. Well, see, the NFC, see me, again, not just what happened off the field, but on the field just lets me know that the NFL is out of touch because, see, let's be honest. They are pushing the Patriots as, the as, as quote-unquote, America's team. Right, right. I don't buy it. I don't no. buy it. Just by, just by fandom between the Steelers, the Cowboys, right. uh, even to a, to a lesser extent teams like, say, Washington, San Francisco. Philly. Of Philly. Yeah, Philly. Because, because to be honest with you, Philly is you know even with uh, the success of a lot of the other teams there, it's always going to be uh, Eagle Town. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking fan base, you know, a loyal fan base. And granted, the Patriots do have a loyal fan base. It's a national, but so do the Redskins. So a, does Philly. Mm-hmm. So do the Forty ers And I mean, see, 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 I'll go even further. National Cowboys. Fan base. A national fan base. You know. You got Raider fans all over the place. Right. You got Steeler fans all over the place. Right. Even though they haven't won anything since God was a baby. There's a <laughs> big Cleveland Brown <laughs> national yeah. fan base. A yeah. lot of it has to do with the past. You know, we, we mentioned the Cowboys and everything else. There are a whole bunch of other teams that are a hell of a lot more popular on a national scale than the Patriots. Now, around here, and I always feel, and, and to me, a lot of... With the Patriots, I get it being more so of a Michael Jordan sort of thing. Because yeah. remember in the 90s, everybody and their mama, including homeless people, were wearing Bulls jackets all <laughs> over the place. And my thing was, okay, do you know of any, okay, do you know who uh, Bob Love is? Right. Do you know who Tom Borowinkle is? Right. Do you know Norm Van Leer or Jerry Sloan? And, of course, they'd give you that. Who you talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and see... My thing is, and again, maybe that's arrogance on my part for being a sports fan, but, you know, if I'm a fan of a team, I'm a fan of their right. history. I know of their past. Right. I know of their present. I can, you know, 
not maybe not by rote, but you know, if someone asked me, okay, who's the starting five for so and so and such and such, I could probably give it to them, mm-hmm. you know, you know, pretty well. First. Yeah. Most now with even most Patriot fans, they'll give you they'll uh, they'll give you Gronk, they'll give you Brady, they'll give mm-hmm. you Belichick, and, and Belichick, who's never played a down in his life, <laughs> but but it, and see, there's there's also that that. At that sort of winning arrogance in the sense of they feel like they've invented the game. But I think a lot of us in this area, we all know the Patri- the Patriots weren't even the most popular team in Boston right. for, the right. longest, for a long for time. For the longest time. Well, it, it was the Celtics. Yeah, well, it, put it this way. It was anybody. It was the Celtics. But, yeah, anybody. anybody that's true. But the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots were Celtics basically the, finished, the Patriots were finishing sixth in a, in a four-team town for the, for the <laughs> longest time. But, yeah, because, yeah, you know, if you think about it, right, Boston's got a hell of sports history. Sure. You know, the Bruins, the Red, Red Sox, Sox, Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Hell, there's, you know, there's probably even more, a little bit more college um, history. If you throw in, like, stuff like the, you know, the bean pot for a college football, for college hockey. Right. And Boston College. And right. I guess even some of those uh, Division two, Division three schools who had, when you've had um, players that have come out of there. Right. But again... And I and I know you know all the you know Patriot you know um, apologists will be like, well you know they have been the best team, yeah I guess. But see, my thing is my thing always with them has been there's always been a hint of scandal with what they've right. done over the years. Exactly. And see my exactly. my thing has always been if you're so damn good, why, why do you, you have need to do to help? that? Right. Why do you need to help? Right. Because if because because see. And I think we talked about this before. To me, their best team ever was the team that beat the Eagles. Yeah. Because they had, because to me, you had uh, Corey Fuller, who set a record, who, who set a record most rushing yards in the season for them. You had Brady at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. I think, me personally, I think that team is better than the 18 and 1 team that they keep trying to shove down our throats that uh, wound up getting beat by the right. Cowboys. I mean, by right. the Giants. I'm sorry. By the Giants. So. So who's the contender? Well, you know, see, this year, you know, you had a lot of, you know, quote unquote newbies this year, teams that hadn't been in the playoffs for the first time in right. a long time. You know, we saw Tennessee get in, you know, uh, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the Eagles, you know, as right. as, as well. Um, can't you know? I can't, can't say Kansas City, but so, but Kansas, Kansas City is sort of like. You know they're there every year, but you sort of just sit and just say, "Okay, they should be eliminated in three, <laughs> two, and and that's what one and that's where it goes. And it's always and and they always get a home game. You know this goes back to when they had Schottenheimer. This goes right. back when they had Dick Vermeil. So it's been sort of a running joke. Now, you know for those who've been under a rock, maybe uh, you know the Patriots are going to host Jacksonville in the AFC title game, mm-hmm. and the NFC title game is going to be. Um, Minnesota versus Philadelphia, uh, a battle royal between Case Keenum and Nick Foles, which is yeah, like so, 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 so like a so like a Saturday Night Live One Direction skit, <laughs> but you know, but still, it's going to be full of surprises. Yeah, well, put it this way, uh, somebody's mirror is going to break uh, <laughs> before long, and then. They're going to be, you know, barring upsets or whatever. They're yeah. going to probably be handed to the Patriots on a platter, which means I'll probably I'm I'm just debating whether I'm going to do Three Stooges <sighs> or Netflix. Well, you know, on Super Bowl I, Sunday. Yeah, because you know I'm trying to keep up in my support 
for Kaepernick. And I, I went, I ended up going out this past Sunday to mm-hmm. celebrate a friend's birthday for a couple of hours. And the game was on. And the game was on. Sure, sure, sure. I, you know, I, you I, know, I don't like, I, I know what, what I did was um, I watched um, the wild card games. Yeah. And it, and to be honest with you, it, it, it just, it just reinforced to me why I, why I you had don't stopped watching. It. Well, it's funny. You know, I was talking well, with Well, they're a, wild card games, Tony. Why, why are you kind of like, ugh? I just, well, I guess, you see, to me, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to try not to make this too long, but I want to just um, emphasize why. I was talking with another friend of mine who we're doing, an, I'm doing another uh, show later on tonight. Uh-huh. And we were talking about the ratings. Now, during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Which is always my argument. Well, 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 see, this year they took a a 10% hit uh, this year consistently. on, uh-huh. a, on a, and, and see, uh, even, and matter of fact, I'll use the Patriots as an example. Apparently, you know, the big showdown game between the Steelers and the Patriots, that game you know, again, uh, national national uh-huh. televised game. I believe that was a uh, CBS. Okay. And the numbers, when you compare that to the most watched game a year ago at that same time, mm-hmm. wasn't even close. And gra- and according to other different uh, sources and what have you, the ratings as a whole have been down. Now, again, if you you know if you hear what mainstream media will tell you, they will just go, they will just say, "Oh, the Kaepernick thing," and people are upset by that. But see, my thing has always been, I think the patriot factor, I think, definitely plays into it. I think people are just you know people are tired of them. I think I I think the fans, I think their non-patriot fans are definitely like you know you know we're sick of it. You know, just got that it's got that somewhat. WWE feel to yeah. it, uh, okay. especially when you see these calls that go their way consistently all the time. And again, I don't want to make this into a whole "let's beat up the Patriots" thing, mm-hmm. but but you are. But well, 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 you know why? But see, they're put it this way: they're like a two. This it's like the it's like see with them, it's not the elephant in the window. It's the elephant, his mama, his daddy, <laughs> and some guy sharing a cigar moment. So. There's no way around it, and especially in this area where we're yeah, at, you know, where we, we are, you know, yeah. we get the Patriots. It's different for it. us, yeah. Sure, sure, because and especially when you um, realize that the Giants and Jets basically grabbed last place in um, September and dared for anybody to take it away from them. <laughs> so it's, I feel like the, with the NFL, it's been a gradual thing. Of uh, the way the game is played, mm-hmm. it's oversaturation of the sport. It's a it's a bunch of factors. The 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 Kaepernick thing, to me, just sort of adds. It's just the this way in a list of five. Yeah. Kaepernick's definitely in the top five. Might even be number one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But there's a, the NFL. The NFL's like a lot of the NFL's got a lot of issues, and yeah. I think, you know, instead of now them because see, after next week, you know they're gonna NFL's gonna try to put their best. Uh, face forward because uh-huh. it's Super Bowl week and they know they're going to get the whatever. And again, the NFL's not just going to shrivel up and die. They've got way too many. Um, it's really, it's. They've got too many income streams for them. Put yeah. way, Roger Goodell ain't going to be on the corner of Park Avenue and say, we'll, we'll commissioner for food anytime right. soon. Right. But they, I think they have to realize that, you know, let's put it this way. 
Much like Hillary Clinton, they ain't as popular as they think they are. Mm-hmm. Or let's put it that way. So, not college football. Well, yeah, college football a little bit. Go ahead. Um, Alabama? Again. Now, can you compare that to the New England phenomena, or is it just that they're that good? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And to me, it's a little tougher to do it now because, you know, back in the day when teams, died, you know, it was only a handful, you know, right. it was always, you know, the big wigs or what have you. But see, Auburn. now when you see what UCF can do, mm-hmm. when you even look at Clemson, because see, Cle- right. see, I use Clemson as an example of how things have changed because see, Clemson, while popular as they are, Clemson was sort of... Yeah, they in the were, in the in the background. Yeah, but they were in the background. Exactly. Remember, they were thirty years. It, it was thirty years between titles. For right. Them. Right. Now, now, see the see, the difference is, maybe this will be a better way of saying it. When UConn had the dream season back in '91, you mm-hmm. know, Tate George and mm-hmm. them, and then they you know wound up losing to Duke. UConn went from being a local phenomenon. To becoming a national phenomenon because then you could be able to recruit nationally. You know, for the longest time, UConn would always get maybe the best player from Connecticut, say like the third best player from New York, right? The fifth best player from Massachusetts, Massachusetts. and so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah. But after that season, now remember they had the Dove Hennefeld on that squad right. as well. Uh, you had uh, Murray Williams, who was the Connecticut Player of the Year, but you also had Kevin Ali, who was from L.A. Right. And other but see, so eventually they get a Ray Allen from South Carolina. They get a Danielle Marshall from Philly. They get other players, international players. What's my man's players. name who's from uh, Pennsylvania? Danielle Marshall? No. The other the other brother, Kevin. Oh, Kevin Ollie? Well, Kevin Ollie's from L.A. No, not Kevin Ollie. Kevin Freeman? Oh, can't think of his name. Can see his face. Well, there was remember there was Danielle Marshall and then right. there was Donnie, Donnie Marshall, Marshall no. as well. This is this this young man came later because he was out of Hamilton. Yes, Richard Hamilton. Yeah, Richard yes. Hamilton. Yeah, Rip Hamilton. Yes. And see, uh, let's put it this way: then uh, before the dream season, UConn might have never even thought about recruiting nationally, but now they recruit nationally with Auburn. It's and see, it's twofold too. You know, I you know. Um, I've, you know, I always, I've covered, you know, HBCUs and of right. course, you know, you, you know, you got your love for HBCU as well from being A&T. To me, it's ironic that quote unquote, the SEC is not a quote unquote number one conference in the country, but a lot of those kids say 40, 50 years ago, might've gone to and might've gone to Alabama A&M. Oh yeah. Might've gone to Grambling, might've oh, gone yeah. to Alcorn or what have you. Winston-Salem State. Exactly. Exactly. And see. It's, it's that's what integration did for us. And one see that, of the things. And CNC, that's another two hour conversation <laughs> on right its there, own. whether it be sports, politics, right. or, or what right. have you. But especially with the HBCUs, it's it I'm not gonna say it did the death knell because you still have a lot no. of great players that come out of there. Exactly. Matter of fact, um congratulations to your guy yes. who just retired and there better be a bust for him in the College Football Hall of Fame once yeah. he's done. This is a guy that's won Rod Broadway, for those of you who may not know. Look it up on Google, folks, if you're not sure. Um, this is a guy that's won HBCU titles, three different areas, 
three different levels. You want it at North Carolina Central. You want it at um, Grambling. Grambling. And he wanted it at A&T. And now he's just saying, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. And, he, yeah. and, he, and, he's, and he's gone and, and he's relatively young and everything like that. And Tariq. Our, our rookie of the year, who who was in the running for rookie of the year, he probably won't get it, but he should. But, but let's put it this way: they know who he is. Now. Yes. If they don't, and and yes. and 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 see what's great is that it keeps up a tradition because you know uh, the late great Willie Gallimore from Florida A and M, yeah, and that that uh, that little Peyton kid from Jackson State, you or know, that, had... that that Rice guy. From, um, well, I'm just talking about just in Miss- Chicago, and I'm just talking oh, okay. about the Bears in, in general. Okay, but yeah, right too, of course. That yeah. goes, that goes without saying. But I say all that is that um, while it's different now, you know, it, to to me it's different. To me, it's actually harder to uh, maintain that level of 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 excellence. But see. When you've got an SEC network, mm-hmm. when you are a, right. a a football, you know, factory like right. Alabama, I mean, no disrespect to to uh, the always smiling Nick uh, Saban, <laughs> he don't really have to do that hard of a sell. I mean, basically, I mean, right. I can imagine him saying, "You want to come to Alabama? Oh, sure, yeah. okay, sign here. Yeah, sign, here's here's sign, something for you to sign. Sign, sign this." Sign this, Mama. You sign this, you know, and and and, and, that's, and it's that's, done. Yeah, but now, I think there's more. There's more of a sophistication in the sense of these kids see the internet, these kids see TV, and I know, like, if I had a a, a son or daughter or whatever that was in the sports, I would, me personally, I would steer them, try to tap them, steer them toward an HBCU because you know what happens so many times with these football factories is they just bring you in, you know, mm-hmm. they really could, could could give a damn whether you graduate or not. I mean, right. they're, they're, they're going to say all those nice flowery things to get you in. Right. And then once you get there and you realize there's 86 other folks like me here, I need to go back home. And maybe I wasn't so special. Cause there's like you said, 85 of me right here that I've got to compete with. I'll end it with this. The only difference between the HBCUs and the, for lack of a better word, the WBCUs or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, scholarships, yeah, scholarships and reputation. Yeah. Because I will put any HBCU um, sports history up against any of these folks, whether it be the SEC, Big Ten, Big oh, 12, yeah. oh, what yeah. have you. You know, and again, I was, you know, when I the time that I spent down in Carolina when I uh, was working down there, I was lucky enough to work at Winston Salem State University. I was lucky enough to have a couple sit downs with uh, Clarence Big House Games. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to get a chance to meet and shake the hand of John B. McClendon, one of the, you know, two of the greatest coaches yeah. of all time, whether football it was basketball, minds. football, yeah. or what have you. And I would put their, I would put their reputations, their championships their history, their legacy up against any of those guys. You know, um, somebody was asking me uh, in, in regards to uh, Nick Saban. Uh-huh. He said, you know, do you think Nick Saban is the greatest head coach of all time? I said, well, when he starts putting up numbers like uh, Eddie Robinson, come back to me. Right. And, right. you know, and of course, you know, they're going to, you know, then they want to try to debate, yeah, but, you know, but, but, quality you know, and uh, versus quantity and, Athletic 
facilities and all those other things. But I'm like you in the respect that I think when you have less to work with and you hold on to those records and you bring in quality people to play, that says a lot within itself. Eddie Robinson basically has his own freaking wing in the Pro Football Hall of Fame of yeah. players. Of players. And, and, and there's probably still another five or ten that should be in that right, aren't in. That aren't in. You know, we we um uh we collaborated on a book called um Four Quarters of Soul. Mm-hmm. And we did a write up on we did a uh, we did write ups on HBCU players who should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And there and and now there, I believe it's, I think it's right at 23 or 24 right now, depending this year's class, because uh, Robert Brazil and Everson Walls are uh, finalists this year. Okay. And again, and they, and they were in our book. They, you know, there's, and, and, and even with them too, there's still a whole bunch of, there's still a whole bunch of other players that should be in. But there again, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But uh, to, to, to get back on subject, you give the devil his due, but it is different now because these quote unquote mid majors, as they like to call them, uh-huh. to me are on the same level as the quote unquote um, big time guys. But see, now that they've discovered the playoff, it's, it's it's again, it's like the basketball where it's a money grab for the five families, right? And you know, in a sense, Clemson was UCF. Years ago, even though they were in a major conference, but it's it's. I know this may be a terrible analogy, but I think people understand it. It's sort of mm-hmm. like the mafia; you got to earn your bones in a sense. That's true. And now Clemson has earned their chops, and now they have a national championship to show for it. And now they'll be able to recruit nationally. I mean, yes, they're going to get kids from South Carolina, of course, because them, because them, uh, USC, and all the other surrounding schools, including the HBCUs. We're competing for the same kids. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, everybody can't go to Bama. Everybody right. can't go to Michigan. Everybody right. can't go to Notre Dame. And, the, and, the, and the, the good and bad thing, at least for the kids, you don't have to. You can be seen. If you can yep. play, you'll be you'll seen. You'll be seen. So, Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So, speaking of college, mm-hmm. NBA. <laughs> I like the way you did that because basically NBA is just what it was a, a lesser pay cut from the college. Yeah, the pro- yeah. pretty much. That's mm-hmm. the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so we were talking just prior to air about a possible trade. I don't know if it's a trade or it's, or it's a rumor. It, yeah, well, put it this way. It's a rumor. It's, you know, it, it, it's, it's called a slow day at the news office. <laughs> How well we both know those oh, days, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, it's funny because, you know, we, you were talking about the Patriots. Everybody's been frothing at the mouth at this article from a few weeks back. And to me, it was like, you know. Yeah, tell folks what we're talking about, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, basically, uh, ESPN, uh, the magazine. Yes. Had mm-hmm. this thing where apparently there's some sort of. I don't want to call it a love triangle, but it's it's just there's some sort of nastiness going on between Robert Kraft, uh, Belichick, and and Tom Brady mm-hmm. and, and all that other stuff. And to me, it was like, did TMZ Sports write this? Because there were no attributable quotes. All of it was hearsay, and it was this, you know, sources said and what and, and what have you. Now again, 
I'm not a fan of the CAPs of Foxborough. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Never have been, never will be. Never will be. But in that same vein, it's like, wait a minute. What 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 are you what are you basically saying? Now, look, when you've been together for a long period of time, I'm sure at some point mm-hmm. Bill Belichick starts to sound like Charlie Brown's mom. Yeah. Um at, yeah. at you know, at, at, at the meetings, like, oh yeah, uh-huh, Bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bill. Uh-huh. I'm sure that happens, whether it's uh, whether it's sports, whether it's politics or what have you. But you gotta have some substantiation and see again, and again, this goes into another two hour thing where we can do just where where journalism has gone or not gone. Or not gone, yeah. Because to me, this was as big a non story as you can get. But and as we've seen and we've talked about several times. Basically, somewhere along the way, the mouse turned into TMZ Sports. That's ESPN. Folks. Yeah, yeah, we call them the mouse because they're owned by Disney. Disney. But um, this was a this was a this was a epitome of it, and to somewhat of a lesser extent, this uh, Anthony Davis to either the uh, Celtics or now I'm hearing now or to the to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone thinks that, oh, whoever will get him, it will turn the balance of power over into the Eastern Conference and all that other stuff. And my thinking is, you know, you, you know, you still got that team in Oakland. Yeah. That's, that's holding. It's know, holding it down a little bit. Well, they've, you know, I mean, all they've done is won two of the last three titles. Yeah. I mean. That's what know. I said. They're holding it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but see, again, it's, a, you know. And, and 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 anything to push you know anything to push the needle on a slow Wednesday in the middle of the week right. I suppose right. and um, and and what bothers me is that's becoming the norm now so well again that's 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 journalism and sports and that's a, like you said that's a whole nother conversation yeah, within yeah, itself yeah, we need we need to we need to if, if we get a chance I would we, love to, we be will. Able to do that we at will some we point. will so NBA we're we're getting close to All Star games. How's Mr. Ball doing? Ask, ask again, ask the mouse because they <laughs> seem to be. Uh, now, okay, now, first of all, which ball? Are we talking about the ball player or the daddy? Not his daddy. No, oh. we, we, in, in my eyes, uh-huh. you know that, you know that, that good break? Uh huh. I, I have created the good break between the father and the son. I have left the father over here. Could you, could you, could you tell that to the folks out there in <laughs> Bristol? Because. Every time, every time the Lakers are on, there's always and, and see, there's always a conversation about his father. Well, it, and or either he is brought into the conversation because see, and again, I don't, again, I don't want this to turn into other. Let me answer your first question. He's getting better. That shot is still ugly as uh, as yeah, as it, is, it is. It but is. It is. My, you know, I think the kid's going to be a good ball player. They still don't have a whole lot of weapons around him. They have, yeah. they, they're, they, you know, if you didn't know any better, you would think Michael Jordan put this team together because they're <laughs> all, because Jordan loves the six, seven, six, eight swing guys. Yeah. Basically, they've got a team, you know, other than uh, Lopez, it's a team of swing guys. It's swing guys. And yeah. at some point, okay, okay, who's going to rebound? Um, okay, is is everybody gonna crash? You know, is is anybody you know gonna get back on defense? <laughs> now, the the one thing you know, the one thing to me that Lonzo had coming in that I was kind of that I think people haven't given him credit for. He plays some defense. Yeah, he does. 
He, really, he does. I saw some a, clips last he's week. A better, he's a much, he's, 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 he's getting. A, he's getting. He's coming into his own with the defense. Look, whenever you go, look, he's like any young player in the league, and, mm-hmm. and sad. See, again, this was this was what the I guess it's called the G League now. This is yeah. what the NBA developmental league was supposed to have been all about. These kids would go do a year, and right. then you put them into the draft. Right, but. But but as the NBA's want, we want to make money. Okay, no problem. So please don't you know don't bitch and moan when you have eighteen year olders that can't play, and then you want why he can't play? That's what happens when, when you, you draft right, babies right. to do a man's job. job, and you don't train those babies exactly. No but, training whatsoever. And and with that being said, he's let's put it this way. The one thing that gets lost in the translation is that this kid is mature beyond his years. His game is more mature beyond his mm-hmm. years. But see, again, the media sort of plays, tries to play both sides. Because see, remember, um, when Magic, Magic didn't start winning MVPs until he started scoring more. Remember, right. Larry Bird won the Rookie of the Year their rookie year. Not Magic got the ring and right. several more rings afterwards again, but I digress. But see, they want to play it both ways. I um I put out a I put out something on uh Twitter a while back when someone said he was the worst first round bust of all time. Now think about that. You're calling this kid the worst bust in the history of the NBA even before the All Star break. Now if that ain't you trying to yeah. You know, go influence around. the vote. Well, no, when you're trying to, you know, look, just say you don't like the daddy. Right. Okay. And, and be be done with exactly. it. Be exactly. Be done with it. But see, look, I, I um Bob Cousy, mm-hmm. 38%. Um Magic Johnson, 54%. Jason Kidd, I think he was 32%. And uh who was the other oh John Stockton, uh 40%. Yeah. All of them, that was that's where their those were their shooting percentages, their rookie season. Now at one point, Lavara was uh I'm sorry, um Lonzo, 32 uh at one point this year. Pretty bad. But but see again, he's a point guard. Right. You're not looking for, you know, if you're playing point guard the way we are supposed are we told to be playing, he ain't supposed to be able to shoot. We all look, there are still some, you know, um Jason Kidd has full houses of bricks that he had from his rookie year. <laughs> And he turned out to be, you know, he turned not out bad. to be, all four of those guys I mentioned, yeah. they all turned out to be fair to Midland uh, yeah. point guards. Yeah. But when you have this sensationalism and basically going after the kid the way that he, that they have, they're going to make it out like, because see, what they want him to, they want him to, quote unquote, denounce his father in public. What the hell does that have to do with his game? And not only that, who are you to ask him to do something like that? To, to to split from his family. You know, it's one thing on the outside what we see, but we don't know what goes on in their home. We don't know how close this boy is to his father. And, and you know, like most parents, you're supposed to have some type of influence on your children, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. That's what parenting is. Last I checked. And, and see, again, when you just step away from it on a basketball level, he's a work in progress. Right. The right. team is a work. You know, they, they basically should just put men at work out in front of the Staples Center and yeah. say, see, and see, yeah. you know, see, and about us there. Yeah, because the years team is so. young. 
Um, they are getting better. Sure. They are getting better um, and and, and kind of understanding each other's roles and what they have to do. But like you said, sometimes it looks like, you know. Or, or oh, control chaos. I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I'm supposed to do this. Sure. Oh, sure. gee, my bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, come on, fellas. The These sad, are simple things. The sad thing is there's some AAU teams that have better fundamentals than these guys. And and the Lakers a lot aren't of just them. the and the sad thing is we got a league of right, that. Right, of that. And 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 see what I what I what I don't like and when I when I argue with some folks who say they don't like the NBA, um everything like that, they say, I gotta you know, I can't watch it because of all the young kids, of all the young kids. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you really gonna try to tell me that because of ten percent of the league you're not gonna watch? I really have a problem with that yeah. because well, it, well, I mean, who do you expect to play when you say, "Oh, the kids"? Who do you expect to play? You, you do you expect Doctor J to suit up? I mean, <laughs> we, are, come we, are, on. we almost lost Doctor Weeks ago. I know we with him just sitting, mm-hmm. him just sitting somewhere. Uh-huh. So, what are you talking about? And and see the the as bad as it looks at times. The NBA still got some great players. Yeah, they on, do. On, on, a, on a consistent, on a consistent basis. basis. Mike Scott out of Washington, the mm-hmm. Wizards. Mm-hmm. New Haven connection. Mm-hmm. Daddy's from New Haven. Sure. And sure. he is really doing a lot more for the Wizards than they expected. Of course. Came out of Atlanta. And, you know, he he played a little bit for them. Mm-hmm. But not only has he gotten more time in D.C., he's putting up some pretty good numbers. And see, the, the, league, the, the league will take, if you come in hungry and really wanting mm-hmm. to do stuff. And see, that's what's great to see because for every, you know, hyped up, overhyped player, there's always that one or two mm-hmm. or even more players that you say, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Or what is this guy's story? But see, but see, that's the great thing about sports, whether it be hoops, whether it be football, baseball, or whatever. Right. There's always going to be that one person or two that when they are given that opportunity, they're going to they're take it and literally and run, run with it. With it. Yeah. And, and, and see, the thing is, those guys don't get written about um, as much. They're the journeymen. They're they're the heart and soul of the I, NBA. Well, of 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 sports in general, I you know it's it's beyond. I mean, I always like to call them foot soldiers mm. because to me those are the kind of you know that's how the league becomes strong, right? Be, you know, it's and it, and it's beyond that whole you're as strongest as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, their weakest link, all they want is to be given an opportunity, opportunity more than the anything chance, else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And once you get it, you literally and figuratively, you run with it. All right. So we get ready to wrap up. You're saying Super Bowl belongs to the Patriots? Yeah. I, you know, Regardless would, of who they play. I would love, you know, I would love to see Jacksonville pull off the upset. Then I might even actually watch, put it this way, <laughs> I might actually watch the Super Bowl if the Patriots aren't in there this year. But it's, I, 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 it's, it's, it's really going to be asking too much. Um, uh, I get, I think Philly will beat uh, Minnesota. Um, I, I just think they have a little better running game. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, it's 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 sort of apples and all. Just because, see, again, both of them, both of those guys are on borrowed time. Yeah, as it is, so, as it is. You know, so so somebody, you know, they're only gonna let so many ugly ducklings get to a minute. And see, 
the, the the caveat would be if Minnesota got there, they would be the first team to play literally in their home uh, at their home field in the Super Bowl. College basketball, who's hot? Well, Nova's won now, but see, we're going through this year where a bunch of you know we're going to probably go through a few um, number ones. I've actually, other than the HBCU stuff, I've been actually watching. I've been actually following uh, Patrick uh, Ewing's first year in Georgetown, and um, you know they're gonna they're gonna, they're, they're, they may not get in this year. They 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 got off to a hot start. You know they had a little soft a schedule start off. Um, they came down to earth a little bit. They had mm-hmm. a win, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. But he already has um, three top 100 players coming in Ooh. next year. Oh, yeah. See, I don't think people understood. I, I think whether people want to admit to it or not, even though they're youngsters, their mamas and daddies know who Patrick, Patrick is. Ewing is. Absolutely. And when Patrick comes to the door. Right. And they're opening it. They're like, oh, yeah. Come yeah. on in. Sit down. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Please have a sandwich. You know, all, all the other stuff. So it may not be this year, but, but I do. I, I Let's put it this way. I think we'll be seeing kids wearing Georgetown jackets and Georgetown hats again. I mean, you still see them. Right. In, in, every now and then. I, and, I, and I would guess if you go, go closer to D.C., you probably You're see, them see it again. NBA. I'm gonna still go with what I uh, I said. Warriors and Sixers in the final. I'll I'll, I'll stick You'll with You'll still that. go with that. I'll stick with it. All right. And last but not least, we're we're a month away from Major League Baseball training. And that's about where you could. That's about where you can go with it. Because I mean, it's just it's it's you know. There's still well, who was it? Who was it on the Mets that they paid all this crazy uh, money? Uh, Jay Bruce. Is he worth it? Because see, I you, you got it for you somebody you got an who. Hour. <laughs> well, you know, for somebody who loves sports, the one sport I follow the least is baseball. baseball. And, and you're not alone, unfortunately. So, you know, when I hear somebody getting thirty six well, million dollars, well, we'll it, well, well, it's it's remember, it's, it's it's three years. It's it's I know, it's, but yeah. still, yeah. If I somebody know. paid me thirty six million for three years, I take the six bill for two weeks. And I take fine. a million. And yeah, I'm good. I, yeah, uh, sure, sure, sure. Hey. Hey, I can strike out just as much as Jay Bruce could with a with a helmet on or not. The the, the really, I guess the the you know everyone's still going crazy with the Yankees getting uh, Stanton from the um, from the Marlins uh-huh. and and you know with Jeter running the show, people are like yelling blasphemy is that he <laughs> you know basically hands them the National League MVP and now you know. The Yankees have gone from being this nice young team to, oh, bro, we got to hate the Yankees. He's again. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I stopped, but I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're a Mets fan. I, did, I, did, I do it more out of spite. Though. Than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Tony McClain, always great to have you in the studio. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Pitch hitting for me. Um, we will talk again probably sometime next month Sounds after All-Star be. Game, mm-hmm. you know, so we can kind of giggle. <laughs> we can kind of giggle at a couple of folks. Uh-huh. You've been listening to the show, 103.5 FM WNHH. Tony McLean is the editor emeritus of BASN. Did I get it right? BASN Newsroom. <laughs> BASN Newsroom? Yeah. All w- right. can, can, I, can I give can I? Yeah, go it, ahead. Hurry a, up. It's uh, www.basnnewsroom.com. Thank you, sir.
Appreciate you being here. No problem. Thank you for listening to the show.